The Bound Series, Volume 1, Number 7, Title, Hurricane. Summary, A Category 4 Makes Landfall in New York and our growing family must make plans to survive they become separated in the chaos will they be able to make it on their own or will illness and injuries complicate things chapter one forgotten see i told you guys it wasn't coming this way mikey jabbed a finger at the tv the weatherman pointed at the hurricane currently moving parallel to the eastern coast it was large and had yet to make landfall anywhere, which meant it was also very powerful. It most likely would turn and fade out over the Atlantic, but they predicted a slight chance it would continue up the coast to New York and gain strength from a southern front. It's better to be prepared than not, Mikey, Leo explained for the hundredth time. Sarah cuddled her daughter to her chest. Despite all their preparations, she couldn't help but worry. Donnie wrapped an arm around his spouse. We've done all we can. If things get too bad, we'll head up to the garage. He placed a soft kiss in her hair. She leaned into him, trying to draw strength from him, but Sarah could sense her mate was not as confident as he appeared. They had already gotten sandbags for the garage, enough to build a four-foot wall around the building. Luckily, the shop didn't have any windows, so they wouldn't need to board it up. Cat, who currently sat in Raph's lap, frowned. Maybe we should take some supplies up top, just in case. Raph tightened his grip on her waist as he looked at the cyclone on the television. Something told him his wife was right. Ditto. I agree as well. We should place some food and fresh water at the garage. Splinter stood behind the couch, rubbing his chin. Mikey groaned. But, Sensei, we just got through sealing up all the tunnels around the lair. Do we have to carry supplies all the way to the garage, too? We can use the sewer slider. You can drive, Mikey. Leo encouraged his younger brother. This only sedated the youngest brother slightly. He grumbled and turned back to the TV. Donnie ran a gentle hand over Mira's small round head. Maybe we can wait a little longer, though. Let's see what the storm does first. That's cool with me, but can we at least watch something else for a little while? Mikey snatched the remote from Leo. He was about to protest when Mira crawled across Donnie and into his lap. Leo smiled down at the little turtle and accepted her affectionate hugs. The two-year-old had taken much more of a liking to him since Donnie and Sarah had started letting him be her primary babysitter in their absence. Sarah smiled at them before getting up and heading into the bedroom. Frowning, Donnie followed. He watched as she sat on the side of their bed. He could feel her unease. What's bothering you? He sat beside her and pushed a stray hair behind her ear. She looked down at her hands. I don't know exactly. I just have a bad feeling. About the hurricane? Donnie wrapped his arms around her again. He wasn't used to being unable to make his mate feel better. But in this particular case, there wasn't much else he could do. Savoring his warm embrace, she leaned her head on his shoulder. Yeah, maybe... She placed a kiss under his chin. Don't worry, it's probably nothing. He brushed a hand through her long, dark hair. 
if it make you feel better we can pack a few things to take to the garage when we take the food she slipped her arms around him and nodded i think it would at least that will give me something to do for the next few hours i could find other ways of distracting you he smirked as he lifted her chin to kiss her sarah smiled that might be she paused when there came a sneeze from the living room followed by a soft whimper ew that's totally gross mikey's disgust carried through the open door the couple rose and returned to the other room leo and splinter watched mira with concern while mikey wiped the back of his head next time can you aim her at wrath sarah sat beside leo and took mira she gave her a cursory exam the little tot didn't look like she was sick donnie sat beside her and did the same mira wasn't running a fever and she didn't have a runny nose either do you feel okay sweetie sarah already knew the answer she could tell mira was more annoyed she'd been taken from her comfy spot in leo's lap than anything else mira nodded her head i'm okay like all things the little turtle had developed speech quickly sarah turned her gaze to donnie she couldn't ever remember him being sick or any of them for that matter he shook his head at her unasked question i don't even remember catching a cold there is only once to my recollection that my sons were ever ill but they were well into their teens splinter leaned over the edge of the couch to look at his grandchild mira took this as an invitation and reached out for him the old rat scooped her up and she cuddled into his fur donnie rubbed his chin maybe it has something to do with combining our dna it's made her a little more susceptible to human sicknesses sarah didn't like the sound of that living in the sewers no matter how much you cleaned it was still a sewer and sicknesses were abound she found herself pacing a moment later as she tried to think this through they didn't have much in the way of medicine and what they did have was for adults besides she couldn't give those things to mira her system was different and it would probably react as donnie's would it could mean an overdose and she definitely would not risk that she paused to look at splinter master do you have any herbs we can give her if this turns out to be something worse than a cold splinter thought this over for a moment and then sighed i'm afraid i do not most of my herbs are for healing injuries not illnesses we do have some chamomile tea leo knew the warm drink would make her feel better donnie thought things over as well a distant look in his eyes he finally focused on his mate elderberries she opened her mouth to respond but a noise came from the tv and everyone turned to see what had happened the weatherman was back on despite the fact mikey had changed the channel this new grim-faced man announced the hurricane had changed course and now headed straight for the city it would hit in less than ten hours the national weather service recommended a city-wide evacuation the storm was already at a category three and expected to reach a four before landfall donnie jumped to his feet as sarah paled and wrapped her in a steady arm mira turned to look at them in splinter's hold seeing this sarah tried to reel in the overwhelming panic rising in her 
Something was wrong, but she couldn't put her finger on it. She looked up at her husband to meet his concerned gaze. She tried to send him reassurance, but it was apparent she fell short when he did not move from her side. Elderberries. He blinked, then nodded. Yes, they hold immune boosting abilities. It would certainly be safe to give her. Sarah pinched the bridge of her nose and tried to remember the recipe. I think we have everything else we'll need for syrup, but we don't have that particular ingredient. She looked up at her red-banded brother. Raph? He growled in annoyance. Sarah, you promised. Raph, please. His eyes flickered about the room, but paused when they landed on the tot in his father's arms. Yeah, I do. Everyone except Sarah and Cat blinked at him in confusion. Mikey squinted at him. You do what, dude? Cat stood, allowing Raph to get up. I know a place to get em. Leo stood as well. All right, why don't you two go get them, and we'll head over to the garage to start putting the sandbags out. We'll meet you there. Mikey, go pack a cooler of food and not just frozen pizzas. He took a deep breath. The next day or two were going to be rough. If you've got anything important you want to take, you better get it. Who knows how long it may take before we can get back here, or in what condition things will be when we do. If their precautions weren't enough, Don suspected those conditions could be bad. Nine Hours Till Landfall an hour later, Cat and Raph placed their bags in the slider, then headed for the surface. They climbed to the rooftop where Raph's garden lived. Cat looked around. It still amazed her Raphael had created something so beautiful. Are you sure you have what we need? Raph frowned as he looked at the garden. Yeah, I just wish I could do something with the rest of these guys. He brushed a hand over the other plants, as if telling them he was sorry. You could always move your garden to the roof of the garage. Raph shook his head. Nah, the guys would find me there, and that would kind of defeat the point of having a garden. He walked across the roof and picked up a plant. He scrutinized it for a moment. I sure hope this'll do. It's kind of late in the year, and there ain't many berries left. He handed the plant to Cat. I have one more I want to grab. Once Raph found it, they headed for the garage. The skies above them cracked with thunder, and rain began to pour just as the couple made it inside. They had beaten the others there. So, after placing the plants in a safe place, Raph helped Cat move tools and other important items from the floor. Below, Leo and Mikey placed the last of the provisions in the slider. The vehicle was now extremely full. In fact, there wasn't much room for them to sit. Donnie took the bag of clothes from Sarah. I'll come back for you, Mira, and Master Splinter. Sarah clutched little Mira in her arms. Fear was not only evident in their bond, but also in her face. How long will it be? He hugged her. I'll come back as quick as I can, but it still may take an hour or two. We have to put the sandbags out around the garage. He kissed her forehead. Go ahead and get anything else you want to bring, okay? 
she gave a shaky nod and his heart almost broke mira whimpered in her arms although she was a clever little tot this situation was far beyond her two-year-old understanding but her empathic senses told her everyone was upset daddy donnie bent to brush a soft kiss on his daughter's head i'll be right back you stay with mommy and be a good girl come on donnie we need to go leo hopped into the slider and sat on top of the cooler Mikey grinned as he took his place behind the wheel. Yeah, let's go. Don touched his mate's cheek. She didn't have to say anything. He already knew she was scared, and he tried to reassure her once more. I'll be back soon, I swear. She gave him another shaky nod, and he could tell inside she was struggling to stay calm. Reluctantly, he turned and found a place aboard the slider. The vehicle took off, and he glanced back at her. He thought he saw tears trickling down her cheeks, and his guts twisted with guilt. 8 Hours Till Landfall Sarah turned away from the entrance to the lair and brushed away the tears. She steeled her nerves. She had to stay strong for Mira. If she let too much of her fear overwhelm her, then Mira would start to panic. Taking a deep breath, she reminded herself Donnie would never leave them if he thought they'd be in danger. She relaxed slightly and headed for their bedroom. Mommy, are you okay? Sarah smiled at her. Yes, sweetie. Now, we need to pack a few things for you. Entering their bedroom, she turned to the left, where they had built out a small bedroom for their daughter. Why don't you help me pick out your favorite things? Mira hopped down and ran straight for her books. She picked up an armful. Can we take all of them? Sarah couldn't help but laugh. Maybe not all of them. Why don't we pick out your favorites, okay? For some time, they picked out books and toys, and Sarah placed them in a backpack. Then they moved to the kitchen to pick out some snacks. Sarah noticed Mikey hadn't gotten any of Mira's formula. She didn't blame him. The truth was, they hadn't been using much of it of late. Mira had already transitioned to more solid foods, and they only used it now when she didn't like what was made for dinner or when Mikey made pizza with some wild topping. She kept Mira close as she packed a few jars of the formula. When the little turtle yawned, she picked her up. I forgot it was your nap time. As she carried her back into the bedroom, Mira laid her head on her mother's shoulder. Mommy, will you take a nap with me? Sarah paused just inside the bedroom. She felt guilty for working the toddler up earlier. Fear still pressed the back of her mind, and she reached out for the bond. Donnie was distracted. His emotions merely reflected he was busy and he was worried. She sighed. Perhaps a nap would be a good idea after all. So she laid Mira on the master bed, crawled in beside her, and covered them in the soft comforter. Six hours till landfall. I'm thirsty, Mommy. Sarah opened her eyes. She hadn't really slept. It was hard to do so when her mate was not nearby. She had dozed only slightly, and it didn't take much effort to wake completely. All right. 
Swinging her legs over the edge of the bed, she gave a surprised shout when the cold water hit her toes instead of the warmth of her slippers. Oh, no! The only light in the room came from the open doorway. She could see the water cascading over the lip into the room. This is not good. Grabbing Mira, she plunged her shoeless feet back into the frigid water. It was over an inch deep and rising. She ran as quickly as she could toward Splinter's room, but paused momentarily to stare at the entrance to the lair that was now a gushing stream. Master Splinter! The aged rat's room was more elevated than the rest of the lair, and so he was unaware of the growing danger. He appeared in his doorway to gasp at the sight that met him. We must go, now. Sarah had no issue with that. She grabbed the backpack and pulled it on, then followed Splinter from the lair. The water rose quickly. It was already nearly to their knees, and they were barely twenty feet from the lair. It's the storm surge. We have to hurry. Sarah called over the water's roar. Mira was crying now, sensing the panic in her mother and grandfather. We must get to higher ground. Splinter hurried as quickly as he could through the cold water. It was now nearly to their waists. Mira let out a little squeal as it made contact with her foot. Sarah spoke firmly to her daughter. Mira, hold on tight. The little turtle nodded and grabbed handfuls of her mother's clothes. She grew silent on instinct as the water continued to rise. Both Sarah and Splinter were relatively short barely five feet, and the water that now swirled violently around them was four. It had only been a matter of minutes for the tunnel to become a raging river that threatened to swallow them. Splinter took a hold of one of Sarah's arms, trying to keep them together, but she was suddenly swept off her feet when a large piece of debris crashed into her back. She was ripped from his grip by the current, and he gasped. Mira screamed, and for a split second, Sarah's mind cried out as well. Then her instincts kicked in. She had to protect her child at all cost. Scanning her surroundings in the dimness, she spotted her lifeline. A ladder leading up to the next level of tunnels hung from the wall. Pushing off the debris that had struck her from behind, she reached out in time to catch it. For a moment, she clung to it with white knuckles. A sound down the tunnel made her look up. Splinter fought the current and debris. The water level now was over their heads. Father! Sarah used her body to press Mira against the ladder and reached out as far as she dared. Luckily, he was close enough to catch her hand. Sarah struggled to keep her hold on him, her daughter, and the ladder. By pure will, she pulled him to her. He grabbed the ladder and pulled himself quickly up into the tunnel above. Take her, Sarah pleaded as the current threatened to sweep them away again. Splinter quickly pulled the frightened child from her mother's arms and out of danger. Sarah reached for the next rung of the ladder to pull herself up, and Splinter bent to help her. Another piece of rubbish struck her, and she screamed. It ripped through him only to be swallowed by the water. Sarah! This time she went under and did not come back up. No! The old rat clung to the little turtle in his arms as she began to wail. His eyes drifted down to his grandchild. There was nothing he could do for her mother now, 
He had to get the child to safety. It would be what Sarah would want. Splinter turned and ran up the passage, already beginning to fill with water. 